0: To Mountainside. Uh, this is what we always do here. Can we show some appreciation to everyone who serves on the team? Come on, show some love. I would clap, but I fractured my collarbone. Yeah. Fractured collarbone. Yeah, lots of lots of fun. Lots of fun. So I'm supposed to wear a sling all the time, but you can't restrict me as I preach, you know. I gotta I gotta move around somehow and this kind of thing. Um, anyways, thanks for being here. It was, it was great. Um If this is your first time here or second time here, uh, the little blue card on your seat, if you leave that at the back info booth, uh, we have a free gift for you just to, you know, show appreciation for being here. Uh, This is awesome. Uh, Just one announcement before we start. Um, We have a partnership meeting on February 24th directly after service. Okay, so it's in a few weeks. Um, and basically what partnership is is when you've made Mountainside Church your, your home church, you've said, yes, this is uh, where I serve and give back, and I'm, I'm committed here, um, and anyone can become a partner. Uh, just go to mountainside.church, what is it, slash partnership, uh, and you get all the details there, so I want to encourage you to become a partner if, if you're uh, not yet, and uh, with that, we'll dismiss the junior youth, so grade five, six, seven, and 8. You guys are good to head out there. Uh, out to the foyer, have a great time playing games, eating food. I think there's donuts involved today, so like you guys are blessed. That's great. And with that, we'll 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 go here. Okay. So <clears throat> uh, my son Noah lately he's been waking up earlier than he should be, and uh, lots of fun. He's three years old, and his favorite thing to do when he wakes up is play Lego. Right? I, I mean, and at least all the guys say right, and, and girls like it's like, you can't go wrong with Lego. Lego is the best. Um, so. So early in the morning, he wakes up. Before he kind of gets out of his room, we say, you got to stay inside your room and have quiet time, play Lego, this kind of thing. Um, so the other day, I'm, I'm in his room, nice and early, uh, in the a.m. with him. And uh, and he has just one uh, Lego set, like this police car. There's like a hundred pieces to it, okay? It is like so complex. And, uh, you know, he's kind of whispering. He's like, Dada, build it, build it, build it, build it, build it. And I'm kind of like, man, there's like a hundred pieces. Like the instructions are long gone. and It's just, you know, and... <laughs> He really wants it somewhere. Okay, whatever. So intense, right? Um, And I don't know how a three-year-old knows this, but, like, he knows every little piece exactly where it goes, you know? So if I try to take a shortcut of, like, oh, we'll skip that part, he's like, no, da-da. This go, you know, and I was like, ah, kind of frustrated, you know, early in the morning, but it's like, whatever, uh, and, and, he, and he has his little car, you know, uh, you've seen the movie Cars with Lightning McQueen, you know, he's got his little car, Lego car, only it's uh, Lego Junior, Lego Junior, so it's three pieces, okay, so ni- nice and simple, um, and trust me, mine was not Lego Junior. Mine is tough, right? So I'm getting frustrated building this thing. Finally, I build it. It's such like a proud dad moment, right? Just like, look, son, I have built you your police car, you know? So And he's like, Dada, Dada, let's race it, let's race it. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. And of, of course, he gets his car, and he gets my car, and boom, smashes them into a million other pieces, right? And I'm like, oh, come on, man, you got to be kidding me. Um, and, and he looks at me and says, Dada, build it again. <laughs> build it again, Dada, build it again, build it again. And I'm kind of like, man, you know how much work this is. And, but he seems so happy. And, and, you know, but I'm just like, it's so much work. He says, Dada, Dada, don't worry. You build yours and I'll build mine again. You know, <laughs> dude, yours is three pieces. Come on, that is not fair at all. And so obviously we built it again we broke it again. It is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, here, here's, here's what's true about life though, right? Sometimes the, the tough things in life, the, the difficult things in life, the hard things in life, those are the things that are worth doing, right? Those are the things that are just uh, uh, really get some, we get satisfaction from them. The things that are, are worth the work. And, and we're doing a series, we started last week. We're going to do it for, for two more after this called, <coughs> excuse me, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. And, and last week we talked about how, uh, how important prayer is in the sense of when, when we get together. That concept of as we meet together as a church family to pray, uh, that's such an important time. And today I want to talk to you about a different aspect of prayer. Uh, And I don't think we talk about this concept uh, enough. It's something that is really hard to do, but it's so important when it comes to prayer. It is so important when it comes to prayer. And, and, And maybe you're here, you're thinking, Mike, I don't even know the whole God thing. I'm just figuring all this out. I don't even know what I believe. This is, really, this is a really great time to, to be here today because we're talking about kind of the foundations of the thing, right? Prayer and, and, and what it means to do that. And today, I want to talk to you about the discipline called fasting. The discipline of fasting because it, it ha- is very much intertwined with prayer. And before we kind of get into this, let's just define what, what uh, uh, fasting is. So the, the, whenever Jesus talked about fasting. He used the word, uh, Greek word, nes teo-o. And basically it means don't eat food. There's no like special magical meaning, no like, oh, what it really means. is It's like, no, it's just fasting means you don't eat food. Your mouth is shut, you, you don't eat food. Um, and this is why we should learn about fasting is because the scripture talks about fasting as, as something that is absolutely life um, changing. There's something that fasting does in your life that you can only accomplish through uh, fasting. There, there are certain things that uh, you can do in life, or maybe you have a goal or whatever, and there's multiple ways to get that goal, right? There's something special about fasting, where fasting accomplishes certain things that only come through uh, uh, fasting, and, and fasting is actually spiritual. Um, and, and there's different types of fasting, just a real brief overview before we get into it today. Um, there, there's a type of fast where it's, as, as long as the sun is up, you're not going to eat food, right? That, that's a that's a tough one. So, you know, from from sunset to or sunrise to sunset, you're not eating. Um, there's there's one where you're uh, only um, giving up food and you kind of have as many uh, drinks as you want. That there's another one. Um, there's a partial fast where it's certain types of food that you don't eat. Uh, th- there's a, a ton of different fasting. There, there's no you know clear one way of uh, of doing it. And I want to talk briefly today about a story in the Bible where someone gives us an example of how they fasted. And kind of what was achieved through their fasting, okay? Because it's, it's important, and, and I want to show you that today. And I believe that that this is a game changer for us as a church community, as, as Mountainside Church. And, and not just as a church, but individually, fasting can be a game changer, okay? So uh, I'll, I'll give you some context of the story. Uh, big surprise, Israel is involved, the country of Israel, right? That's kind of like throughout the whole Bible. Um, and this country, Israel, is, is a great nation, okay? Great nation. As time goes, though, they kind of turn away from God. They, they they do their own thing. And uh, eventually what happens is different empires would come and, and, and conquer uh, the, the world, the known world at that time, basically. And at this point, it's the Persian Empire, okay? So, so the, the Persians were, were pr- pretty cool. It's pretty awesome learning about uh, Persian history. Uh, there's a guy named Cyrus. He's kind of like the, the, the legend of, of this empire. And he kind of uh, takes over the world at this time. And basically, they've, they would take the, the Israeli people, the Jewish people, and enslave them and take them to different countries and different parts of the world. And at this point, there's a guy named Daniel. A guy named Daniel who was in uh, Persia. And Daniel is a unique guy because Daniel was, uh, what the scripture says, is a prophet. Now, don't let that word scare you, okay? A prophet in the Bible is basically someone who speaks on behalf of God, okay? Uh, And, and, you know, we believe that since Jesus has come, there's not only certain people that can hear from God. Everyone can hear from God, but that's uh, another story for another week. Um, But basically what happens is one day God gives Daniel a vision. A vision from heaven, kind of this picture from heaven where God is uh, showing something unique to to Daniel. And this is what it is in in Daniel chapter 10. um, And it's pretty wild, so stay with me. It's pretty awesome. It says this. In the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel, I'm not going to pretend to pronounce that name, "uh, had another vision. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All that time, and I had eaten no rich food. No meat or wine crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. Uh, Go to the next one, guys. Yeah. Um, On April 23rd, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River, I looked up, and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning, and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze, and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. So, Daniel, doing his thing, and all of a sudden, whoa, this kind of trippy, like, wild angel shows up. And, and that's kind of, you, you know, it, it's tough to, to, to describe there. It's kind of this, this imagery of something really special is happening right now. And I want you to notice what, what is the cause of this. What the story starts off with is Daniel is fasting. He's fasting. It says that for three whole weeks. He had no special food, no fancy food. Uh, so, so that would be, you, you know, no wine, no meat, no fruits and veggies. No, like literally he was only eating the bare minimum. So I, I don't know if it, what it was back then. You know, bread and water or rice and water or porridge and water, whatever that was. So for 21 days, he's fasting. He's given up a, a particular type of food. And at the end of that 21 days, an angel shows up to him. With this vision. This, 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 this is wild, right? This is wild. And it goes on to explain why all of this is happening. Okay? A couple verses down in uh, verse 12, guys, uh, it says this. Uh, then he said, Daniel, or, or don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I've come in answer to your prayer. So Daniel, we learn that as he was fasting for the 21 days, he was also praying. He was praying. Prayer was tagged in alongside with the fasting. And what was he praying for? He was praying that he would go deeper with God. He was praying that he would know who God is more. It would have been a prayer of something like, God, I'm humbling myself before you. I want to know you more. God, I want to grow in my faith more. And, and I, I love that attitude because that's so something that we need to be doing right i I mean again regardless of where we're at if we we feel like we know god so much or if we're kind of like i don't even know if i believe in god that to take that step down the journey just a little bit more and try to know who he is a little bit more and to posture ourselves in the way such a healthy uh, uh attitude to have and the key here is he fasted and he prayed Look, look at the, the, the next part. Okay, I, I know we're reading a lot today. We don't normally read this much, but if we could fill the next part. Um, it's just, it's just I, I want you to see it word for word, okay? Then he said, uh, don't be afraid, Daniel. So this is the angel talking. Since the first day you began, uh, yep, 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 began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come to answer your prayer. But for 21 days, so that's when the prayer and fasting was happening, the spirit prince, of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, there's my grand introduction, right? Uh, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future. For this vision concerns a time yet to come. So there, there's a lot going on there, right? It's like, okay, what on earth did I just read? And basically, what that's describing is the unseen world, and. And uh, the, the scripture talks about how, and we talked a little bit about this uh, last week, where, you know, we, we have physical bodies. This is a, a, a physical chair. These are physical shoes. Uh, like, there's a physical world, but there's actually something spiritual as well that we don't see. There's a spiritual realm. There's a spiritual uh, uh, a world underlying what's happening in the physical. And I know to, to, you know to the world, this may seem a little far-fetched. It's like, whoa, wait, you believe in spiritual things? Wait, you believe in, in God? You believe in angels? You believe in demons? Those are real things? But the scripture talks about this. And as, as we get to know God more, we see that, that uh, there's more than we actually see in the physical world. There's actually spiritual things. And, and in this case, God actually sent uh, an angel to Daniel to answer Daniel's prayer request his prayers, and along the way, and this is wild, right? Like, you could make an awesome movie about this. Along the way, as this angel is going to Daniel, that, that angel is actually met with demonic forces, and that's actually kind of this little spiritual battle that happens. And look, we, we don't fully understand this, okay? We, like, we kind of read that, we're kind of like, whoa, what is going on? And look, that's actually okay that we don't understand everything. It, it, it's all good if we don't understand anything uh, or everything. The key insight here is that the spiritual can affect the physical. Spiritual things that we can't see affect things that are physical and that we can see. And that prayer actually makes a difference. Prayer actually changes things in the spiritual world. And look, not just prayer. Prayer and fasting together. For 21 days, there's this battle going on in the spiritual and and how did how did it finally uh become resolved is prayer and fasting prayer and fasting and it makes me ask the question i wonder how different the story would be if daniel wasn't praying and fasting for those 21 days i wonder if daniel kind of came to god and said god i have this prayer request god i would like to know you more i'd like to go deeper request sent okay and then he just moved on with his life I wonder how different it would have turned out to be. I wonder if Daniel made that prayer request. There's stuff happening in the spiritual that he can't see. It's actually taking some time. It's not this immediate thing. And if he just stopped and gave up. And I wonder if he said, I guess God didn't want to answer my prayer request. That would have been a shame because guess what? God did want to answer his prayer request. But there was something happening. There was something happening that he didn't see. So this is my question for you. This is my question for you. And again, it's similar to what we talked about last week. What are you praying for? What are you praying for? Is it something obvious? Is it something not obvious? Is it, is it something with, uh, with your health? Is it something with your family? Is it something uh, financial? Is it something that you've prayed for a long time ago and you're still waiting for it? I wonder if with our prayers, we need to be fasting alongside as we pray. I wonder if that will actually make a difference. And, and, and don't, don't get me wrong here. Um, I'm not trying to break it down into like a, a magical formula where it's, okay, this many prayers and this amount of fasting. And it was sprinkled with love and this kind of thing. And then it's the perfect prayer. And then it will work. Like that's not how God operates. That's not what I'm suggesting here. But fasting is a part of it though. Fasting is a part of it. And, and in this story, I see uh, kind of uh, uh, off the top of looking at the story, I see three purposes of why Daniel was fasting. And I think it translates to us today of three reasons why we should be people who fast. Three purposes in fasting. And uh, this is what they are. It's t- fasting helps us pray more. It helps us pray stronger. And it helps us become disciplined. It helps us become disciplined because prayer is a discipline. Fasting is a discipline. Uh, so let's just go through this real quick. So fasting helps us pray more. As Daniel was fasting for those 21 days, you better believe that as he's living off bread and water or whatever it was, that there was moments, many moments, where he, his tummy would have been aching. Like, oh, I want some steak, you know. <laughs> I want some good food. I, the food I used to eat, oh, I miss it, you know. And he, here's the thing. Every time that his belly ached for what he was desiring, what his mind was saying, go get some food, go get some of that. It was a reminder, oh, true, I'm fasting. Right. And when you're reminded of, what, of, of, of when you're fasting, you're reminded to pray about what you're fasting for. Um, I, I love this quote. This really kind of opened my eyes a little bit to fasting. Uh, this guy named Don Whitney, he, he put this uh, quote. Um, if you want to go to that one, guys. Uh, it's, it's a little long again, but it's, it's, it's worth reading. Kay? It says this, um, let's say you're fasting for the purpose of praying for your spouse or for the salvation of your child. And throughout the day, your stomach aches and growls. Your head hurts and you think, oh, man, I'm really hungry. That's right. I'm hungry because I'm fasting today. Oh, that's right. I'm fasting for the purpose of praying for my wife or for my child. So every time you're hungry, you are reminded, oh, right, this is why I'm fasting because I'm praying about this. And then it goes on. So what, you do, all, what do you do all day long? You're praying. So actually, you want to feel hunger. Your hunger serves you. Your hunger serves your higher purpose, which is to pray all day for your spouse or for your child. So when you fast, it's a constant reminder, oh, right, I'm praying for this. And I'm not suggesting if you, if you skipped lunch as a fast that all of a sudden, you know, every time you're hungry, you need to go find a closet and pray for like three hours and this kind of thing. It could just be as you're, you're, you're at work, you skip lunch because you're fasting, and you think, oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. To say a quick prayer, God, I'm praying for this today. I, I believe you'll do it. Amen. Move on. It doesn't have to be this insane one-hour-long thing. It could just be like a three-second prayer. But imagine throughout the day, every time you got hungry, you mentioned that three-second prayer to God. Think of how much more we are praying, the faith of that that's stirring up in us. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, the, the second thing is fasting helps us pray stronger. Fasting helps us pray stronger. Uh, when Daniel was praying, he was also fasting. And it takes a certain amount of faith to pray. And it takes a certain amount of faith to fast. To, to, to give up food, uh, when he was praying to God, when he was going to God, there was an authority there. There was a, a, almost like an extra a little bit of credibility. You know, it, it was almost like he was saying, God, I'm requesting this. God, I'm praying for this. But, like, as you can see, I'm serious about this, God. Like, I'm showing up with, some, with, with a little bit of extra faith than what I normally had. There was something spiritual about that. There was some extra power in his prayers there. Because it took extra faith. It takes extra faith to fast. And the third thing, helps us become more disciplined. I mean, and, and this is just good for us to become disciplined people, right? I mean, this is this is a good characteristic to have. This is what's going to help us succeed in life, right? And as Daniel was fasting, God was changing who Daniel was. He's changing his attitude a little bit. He's changing his heart a little bit because the truth is fasting is hard work. There's something unique about giving up food. Like... You know, you, you can give up TV or, or Netflix or the phone or whatever, uh, and, like, that may shock some of you, but, like, it is possible. You will be fine. But, look, you give up food, your body, you know, is uh, alert, alert, like, need energy, need calories, need to live, you know. It's sudden. Your brain won't let you forget that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can give up this or that, and, and you'll, you'll survive something. You, you don't give up food without noticing there's a discipline that comes with that. Uh, uh, we need food. And it's constantly reminding us as we fast, oh, right, I'm human. I can only accomplish so much. Oh, right, I'm limited as a, as a human, but God is unlimited. God has no ceiling. There is nothing that God cannot do. and It's that constant reminder, All oh, right, it's not about me. It's about him. There's a discipline that comes with that. And fasting is powerful. Maybe you're thinking this. I was thinking this, and 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 I still think this. It's like, you know what, God? That that's really cool that all that stuff happened. All this. Why didn't you just answer Daniel's prayer instantly, though? <laughs> like, why did you have to send an angel? Why why didn't you just yourself show up? There's other stories where you yourself show up in a special way. Why didn't you? Why why did you send an angel? Why why did the angel have to struggle with the demon? Why did the angel have to struggle? Like, and and honestly. I don't know the, the answer to all these questions. I, I, I don't know. And, and I don't know why sometimes we get our exact requests met. And, you know, in our time frame and this kind of thing. And I don't know why sometimes what would appear to be God's will, we ask for it. And, and it seems denied. Or it seems no, not, not yet. And it seems like we, we don't get an answer. I, I, I don't know. But look, what I do know is this. And again, we talked about this a little bit last week. Is that his ways are higher than our ways. He knows more than we know, and he is good, and he's trustworthy, regardless of what life looks like. He's good. Um, and, and, you know, in, in the same way, you know, where, where I can be with my little son Noah, building a police car, 100 pieces, frustrated, whatever. And, and Noah can ask me, Dad, why do I have to go to bed tonight? Or, or why do I have to stay in my room tonight? right before I'm supposed to get it, or, or, you know, he can ask me these life questions. And, and me as the father, I know these things. But him as the son, no matter how I explain it, his mind can't comprehend it. It just does not make sense to him. But at the end of the day, he looks at me and he trusts me because I'm dad. <laughs> you know, he, he says, okay, okay, you're dad. I trust you. And I, I, I wonder if we could take this same position with God where sometimes we don't understand why he does certain things the way that he does. But almost like, like a three-year-old can look at his dad and say, okay, dad. You know, it's like, hey, no, we're, we're going on a car ride. He, he doesn't question it. He's not like, where we? He's just like, he just gets in the car ride. just Because he trusts his dad. I wonder if we could somehow get to the point where that's the same with God. Where even though it doesn't make sense, even though it may be painful. Okay, dad, I trust you. Because that's who he is. That's who he is. And and along the journey, prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. That's what God wants for us. Um, and and I, I really believe that when as we pray and fast, God's gonna change things. God's gonna change people's lives, He's gonna change his community, He's gonna change His church, He's gonna change your life. It's important, it does it makes a difference. And certain things only happen as we pray and fast. As we pray and fast. And and that's that's what I want to leave you with today. Uh, is is this uh, simple encouragement that some change only happens when we pray and fast. I'm not saying every time this is the case, but some changes only happen when we pray and fast. Not pray or fast, like today, am I going to pray or am I going to fast? It's like, no, 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 I'm praying and fasting. When we pray and fast, it's showing God that extra level of, of faith, When we pray and fast, we're acknowledging, okay, God, uh, I'm trusting you. This is beyond me. It, it, it's got to be you. Praying and fasting. Because there's something that fasting accomplishes that we can't on our own. And it's unique to fasting. And, and again, give, giving up, say, your phone or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, like that's really cool too. But there's something special about food. If you can give up food, that discipline, that changes you. I'm telling you, that, that will change you. That will change situations. So all that to say is, is I have this challenge for you, and we talked about this last week as well. Um, uh, the 21 days of prayer and fasting experience is something we're doing uh, starting February 13th, and we're doing it uh, until March 5th. So that's this Wednesday. This Wednesday, and I, I would just love if we could do this together as a church and really just kind of take Daniel's example of how he prayed and fasted for 21 days and say, you know what, as a church, we're going we're to kind of mimic Daniel. We're going we're gonna to follow his model and his example. We're going to take three weeks, and we're going to pray and fast. And uh, th- this is what it consists of. We just broke it down in, in, into uh, to four things. It, it's, it's really simple. Um, the first thing is we're going to be praying together as a church uh, every, every weekday morning for 21 days uh, at 7 a.m. And, a- again, some of you are like, 7 a.m. Like, I'm already living life by then. And some of you are like, Don't, no, please, no, no. And, and we tried to, you know, pick somewhere in the middle. Um, and basically through, uh, uh, Instagram account, Side um, that right there, Side uh, we're just gonna do Instagram live every morning at 7 a.m., and, uh, we're gonna have a schedule of different things we pray for, uh, it, it's, it's gonna be really fun, so I wanna encourage you, uh, uh, get out of, uh, get out of your comfort zone a little bit, and, and, and join us with this, um, if you can't watch it at that exact time of the day, it's okay, you can re-watch it for kind of any time of the day, um, and, and if you don't have an Instagram account, uh, we will help you set one up, okay? Uh, send an email to info at mountainside.church. Talk to me afterwards or whatever. We will set you up somehow. Um, and if you don't have a cell phone that could do that, uh, that that's all good. We can send emails out to together, okay, and kind of stay in the loop that way, okay? Uh, second thing, and this is where it's applying a little bit more to today. Um, we're going to choose one meal per week to fast as a church. So maybe for you it's Mondays at lunch. Maybe it's Fridays for dinner. Maybe it's Saturdays for breakfast. I don't know whatever it is for you, but I challenge you for three weeks, three meals, one meal a week, could you find a time where you could fast and give, give something up? Uh, m- me personally, my, my fasting days, and I try to do this throughout the year, is uh, Mondays for breakfast and lunch. And then I get home after work and I'm like, feed <laughs> me, you know? Like it's just like, oh my goodness, I need to eat. Um, and, and honestly, if, if, if this is bragging, that's fine. If I leave my reward for this, that's fine. As long as we get this as a church community of, yes, this is what we do here. We, we fast as we pray. Uh, it, it, it's important. And every time, Monday mornings and afternoons, when I'm hungry and my belly is like, Bronson, go get some food, uh, I'm reminded, oh, right, this is what I'm praying for. And I say a quick prayer to God, a quick prayer to heaven. And it's not this intense, long, crazy thing. It's just, but throughout the day, I'm saying these little prayers. And I believe that God's changing things as I do that. And I believe he's going to do the same with you. So can you think of a, a meal per week that you could fast? Um, and, and no one's perfect. I miss sometimes. You'll miss sometimes. It's all good. It's all, there's no judgment. It's all good. There's no judgment with Jesus. That's why Jesus is so great. Uh, third thing, um, we're going to challenge you to choose one of your favorite types of food or favorite drink to give up for the full 21 days. That's the full 21 days. No breaks, no nothing. Uh, and this is a little tougher. Maybe for you it's coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I kind of get to dodge that bullet. I don't know. Um, and it doesn't have to be your favorite, favorite, but just something that you value. Uh, maybe it's coffee. Maybe it's popcorn. <laughs> maybe it's chocolate. Maybe it's just sugar. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, for for me personally, um, I, I always have a bedtime snack right before bed. I'm giving that up, and it's going to be brutal. I'm going to, for 21 days, I'm like, when is this over, you know? But every time I want it, and every time I hunger for it, I'm going to say a quick prayer, a quick prayer to heaven. I believe he's going to. Uh, Changing so I'm wondering, do you uh, would you consider giving up coffee for 21 days? Would you consider uh, switching to only drinking water instead of juice and pot for 21 days? Which, by the way, that will just like that's just healthy for us anyways, right? Like that's just good for us. Um, and I promise you, God, God's gonna do something great. And, and the the fourth thing is, uh, we're all gonna get together on March 5th, the, the the 21st day, and we're gonna just have a huge prayer night, huge celebration. We're gonna have a ton of food. Uh, music, it's, it's just going to be a great time. really want to encourage you uh, to, to, be, to be a part of that. So, if that interests you, um, wwwmountainsidechurch slash pray. And uh, you sign up, super easy, super simple. Because um, some change only happens when we pray and we fast. And this is a great time to kind of fast for the first time as, as we do it together as a church family, right? And, and I, I believe God's going to change things. Um, a quick note. Just before we close here, uh, as you fast, though, make sure you're staying healthy and make sure you're wise in your fasting, okay? Um, If if you have health issues, talk to your doctor first (laughs) before you do anything, okay? Um, If you're going to fast without water, please talk to your doctor before you do that. Um, If you're going to take a little bit more of an extreme fast and and do it more for a day or something like that, please talk to your doctor. Um, And just some other tips, have lots of juice, have lots of water throughout the day. That will give you strength. Um, carry gum because uh, your breath stinks as you fast. That's just, I don't know the science behind it, uh, but, you know, there's toxins come up and stuff. No, like, I, like, I'm serious. That's what happens as you fast. So carry gum. Um, and, and keep in mind that, you know, a balanced way of fasting is actually, it's it's good for you, not only physically, but spiritually. And I, I believe you'll benefit in more, more ways than one. Um, and, and I, you know, I just want you to imagine what would, what would this church look like if if we could kind of all get in on this together and say yeah i'm going to pray and fast what would your family look like if 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 we did this what would your personal life look like if you did this what would bimbrook look like if we if we got together uh and did this i i believe that lives would be changed i i really do um okay we're going to close here final verse okay i know we've read a lot of bible verses today final one okay uh so that uh it's verse 11 is this, This is the angel talking to, to Daniel, he says this, and the man said, you are very precious to God. You are very precious to God. I want you to leave feeling encouraged today. You are very precious to God. God really values you. He really loves you. And you can actually know him personally. He doesn't have to be some force, some concept far, far away that, you know, some people believe in. You don't really understand. Like, he can actually be someone that you know personally. And you are really, extremely, amazingly precious to him. And you're so precious to him that he actually, 2,000 years ago, came down from heaven to earth as a human being. And his name is Jesus. And, And after living a perfect life for 33 years, Jesus Christ was nailed on the cross. And he was nailed on the cross because he took all of our mistakes, all brokenness, all darkness, all of sin, and he put it on himself. And when he died, the sin died too. And when he rose again, he's proved that he was exactly who he said he was. The son of God. The one who loves us. And, and I want to let you know, you can have a relationship with God today if you believe that. If you put your faith in that story, he loves you so much. You're precious to him. You're precious to him. Um. So let's make that discipline in our lives, okay? Let's let's make that a, a regular discipline fasting, um, and and I just want to speak some life into you. You may not think you have this in you, you actually do. the The scripture says that once we follow Jesus, that the Spirit of God lives inside of us. Uh, so so I want to encourage you with that. Cool. Amen. Um. Just as we close, I want to encourage you. The prayer corner over here. Um, if you have any prayers at all that you need uh, directly after service, you just head over to this corner, and there's going to be some amazing people that pray with you. Uh, you can be as specific as you want, vague as you want. It's all good, and we'll, we just want to pray with you. So let's let's uh, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for uh, just my friends in in uh, this building right now. God, I pray that uh, we would continue to have open hearts to you, God that we would learn to pray, that we would learn to fast, and we'd see the difference that only you can make. Jesus, we love you so much in your name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So I'm going to invite my friend Elizabeth up just to close the service, uh, and we're going to take up some giving and uh, some other cool stuff. Thanks.
1: Thank you. That was a great lesson, wasn't it? I don't know about you, but I took in a lot of that. There's a lot of food for thought there, or maybe a lot of fasting for thought or something. I don't know. Okay, not good. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Comedy is not my thing. <laughs> anyway, can you tell? Okay, uh, Betty Way is going to come up in a moment to give a special announcement, and as she's making her way up here, I'd like the ushers to come forward. They're going to collect the tithes and the offering. And uh, Many of you know you can give online. Um, and, or you can give at the back. We have a little machine thing, um, and if not, you can give here. Uh, if you're not sure what to give, uh, you can set it up online and uh, give a basic amount, and then you can tithe more than that while you're here, if that works for you, whatever works. And, uh, but it does say in the Bible to give your 10%, because 10% actually belongs to the Lord. It all belongs to the Lord, actually but 10% is what he's asking us to give back to him. And we're being obedient, and by being obedient, we're receiving God's blessings. Okay, so it's not us saying, give us money. It's God saying, give back to me. Okay, so Betty, if you could come forward, please. And Betty has something special Oh, sorry, that she wants to share with us. Thank you. Um, if you look on the table at the back by the lamp, You'll find some small little invitations. Some of them we've already given out when we were greeting at the door. But my husband Cliff and I and Elsie Morgan are trying to put together a small group. And we're going to start uh, this Thursday, even though it's Valentine's. We realize some of you will be out romantic.